Blog Talk Radio. Things. 
they're reaching a lot of people, uh, influencing the life of the elderly, uh, the middle aged, and the young. And may God continue to bless him uh, and his endeavors uh, to spread the word of God and to give others a platform to speak about God and his son, Jesus Christ. So I thank you, Elder Oliver, uh, for this moment. So tonight, um, before we go into it, I want to ask uh, my wife or my middle daughter, Vanessa, if they would pray us in. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm sorry, I was running around. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for another um, day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord God, I thank you for this great opportunity to spread your word and your love. Lord God, and shine some light on how we can make it through some of the things that we go through in life. Lord God, continue to just use us for your glory to share, share you through this broadcast, Lord God. And I thank you and I praise you for another opportunity to spread love in your word. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. So going forward, I need you to get a little bit closer to that phone, sweetie. But thank you for that prayer. So again, I want to thank God for all of us that are yet alive still. Uh, There were a lot of alarm alarm clocks that was going off this morning, and a lot of folks didn't hear it. So their, their families are caring for them right now. Uh, in their state. So let's thank God for life, health, and strength. So tonight, I think our subject is, well, I won't say the subject. Let me let me give a scripture first. I don't want to be out of line. I don't want to be out of line. Give a scripture first. So my, my kids and my wife are trying to, have been trying to get me to start teaching again. Uh, this is not what we talking about tonight, but I just want to put this in there first. To teach again on um, the Word of God, they say, now they say, I was okay with it. Uh, <laughs> people learned, people understood. Uh, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I was always nervous doing it, and and I think truly you ought to be nervous when you're talking about uh, Jesus and His Father. That uh, you get it right as much as you can. Um, but I'm not I'm not going to teach tonight. I, I'm I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous to do that tonight. I might do it next week, uh, but not tonight. Um, but I do want to have some, I do have some scriptures that I want my daughter and my wife and myself we're going to chime in on and see what comes out of that. So let me read this scripture before I give the subject tonight. So Second Corinthians chapter ten verse four. I'm going to start right there. Second Corinthians chapter ten. Verse 4, and it reads, 
For the weapons of our welfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. For the weapons of our welfare are not carnal, but mighty through the through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we're going to actually use as a subject part of that scripture where it says strongholds. Strongholds. Now, thank you, Father God, for this subject. I thank you for these scriptures. I thank you for us being able to be to maintain, uh, even though there's a stronghold on different aspects of our life. Um, I don't care what kind of how strong of a Christian you are and how much faith you have. There's yet a stronghold somewhere in your life. There is yet a situation that's in your life. And there is nobody on this planet. Hear me when I say this. There is nobody on this planet that does not have a situation or a stronghold in their life. That they have overcame and it's gone So keep that in mind That none of us are perfect None of us know it None of us know it all But we will know it all When Jesus comes back For what truly is the truth So Leaving that right there for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the strong through God through the strong uh, through the putting down of strongholds. So our subject is strongholds. And another script. Well, before I go to another scripture, I want to see if my daughter or my wife want to say anything before we go further. Um, no, I'm listening right now. Okay. So to my wife, Miss Ricky, just give an introduction, not an explanation. Just give an introduction to what I spoke about so far. Okay, where did you come from? It was first where was it where was it? Second Corinthians ten verse four. The we- oh, well, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. You said for, for the weapons of our warfare. First of all, what is our weapon? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. If they're not carnal, what is carnal and what is welfare? I mean, what is, what is our weapon? So you trying to? I'm, I'm not. What? I'm not teaching. Wait, I'm gonna teach next week. Okay. <laughs> I hope. I hope I I can teach next week. No, but you have to teach because we can't just leave the audience out there, you know, just wondering these questions. Well, right now we're not really expounding yet. Now we're just saying an introductory from you. Okay. 
for our weapons of our warfare warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We have everything we need to fight this good fight fight of faith. We have everything we need in the word. It is the word. Everything we need is the word. It's in the word, is the word, and always have been. And and until we come, um, I, I'm really learning um, what the scriptures, they're, they're coming alive in my life because I've always been a fighter. And um, maybe a few years ago, I, mean, I want to say about maybe about six or seven years ago, uh, when we um, when I went to seek counsel, um, um, a psychiatrist, and when he asked me the question, "Why are you here?" and I told him, "I don't know." He said, "Well, who sent you?" I said, "My family," and he said, "Well, why does your family?" send you. I said, because they have a problem with me. I don't have a problem with me. So <laughs> it made me when he gave me the sheet uh, for for, um, for individuals uh, for different people to fill out and when the, um, when it came back everybody including myself had the same thing to say about me. So that made me realize that I had something to work on, and it was it didn't just start with me going there. It started with me um, listening to other people. You know, if everybody's saying the same thing about you, um, it's it's true. It's true. And I had to realize that it, I had a stronghold um, on my mind on how things should happen or how things should go. And I was diagnosed at the time. And a diagnosis doesn't mean a disability. It means you know where you are in your mind or in your thoughts or where you are in life, period. And that's what I took away from that. Um, it's not a diagnosis. I mean, it's not a, um, it's not a, um, what did I say? It's not a um, disability. It's not a disability. It's, it's just I think different. I think different. Um, a lot of people won't understand it or understand me if they don't get to know me. They can, I can, I can, I can give off the wrong um, impression. If you don't know me, because I'm real, um, I love things to be like you said it was supposed to be. And the stronghold, I just had to realize it was nothing that nobody could fix but myself, me and God. Once I admitted, submitted, and confessed, you know, what my stronghold was, then God started dealing with me and showing me myself, not showing me other people, but showing me myself. And once he starts showing me myself, I'm like, oh, that's what they're talking about. 
Oh, that um, I'm not even gonna bring up everything that happened today, but we were at the um, tire tire place. I thought my um, my brakes was messing up. And all right, hold on, hold on, baby. Hold on. I asked you for an introduction. Well, the introduction was you have to find out who you are. This is that that is my introduction. Just what a stronghold is and what you need to do to what what's the introduction first of all. Tell me what's the introduction. I'm gonna go. Just an introduction as far as um, have you been through strongholds and not explaining it, but you understand it or um, introducing yourself and, and as being how strong you are based on what you went through, you know, without a lot of behind it, but just realizing that you know what a stronghold is. So a lot of folks don't understand what a stronghold is, and they continually fight it the rest of their lives. They end up failing because they go through the same thing over and over again. So I'm going to read this scripture before you, and I want you to tell this story about today, but I'm going to read this scripture. Again, Second Corinthians 10, chapter 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, meaning uh, in this flesh we can beat nothing. Carnal is talking about flesh. So in this flesh, we can beat nothing. We can make nothing disappear. We can make nothing straight. We, can do, we can't do anything that's spiritual against us when we're trying to fight it with our fist. Right? Uh-huh. But mighty is our warfare. And I'm not adding to the scriptures. I'm just expounding. But mighty through God. To the pulling down the stronghold So whatever Is our stronghold Whatever is hindering us Whatever is in Our way of succeeding God gives us a weapon We can't even see Meaning himself To destroy the strongholds In our life To destroy Whatever is hindering us to be with him Whatever is hindering us To pray every morning Every afternoon Every night Or whenever you pray Hindering us To give him the reference Hindering us Hindering us To give him Praise So Let's get into this and before I go to any other scriptures, I want to ask Nani if she got anything of input. Um, yeah, but I can't. I'm trying to fish for it in my mind. Like, I have a lot to say, but for some reason, nothing's, like, surfacing right now. I don't know. Um, I'll wait. Okay. All right. So, for the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to put it down the strongholds. There's some there's some things in our lives and everybody's lives that's a, a a hindrance to us to reach God. 
And I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much you do your daily activities, so-called dedicating it to God. It, it's not going to go through. It's not going to go through when we depend on the flesh to make it happen. There's a lot of folk out there that, okay, I got this in my life. I got this going on. Uh, I'm in disagreements with my wife or my husband. I'm in disagreements with people I run into. And and it seems like all the time they tell me it's my fault or they tell me, uh, what are you talking about? What are you about? You know, and, and it comes back to us and we don't even realize it that we're trying to put something forth, but it's carnal. It's fleshly. We're not humbled enough uh, in our daily journeys uh, to even give a good conversation or a statement to somebody because we have placed ourselves in knowing all. We have to be careful. And what that does, that builds up a stronghold or a blocking in our relationship with God because God loves everybody. Jesus died for everybody, sinner or unsinner. And whatever sins a person may have committed, that we would shake our head at even the sins that's being committed right now we see on TV about kids getting shot up in schools and all that. God forgives that person if they confess that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. And a lot of us can't accept that. We can't even imagine that because we're in the flesh thinking about how horrible that person did to somebody. <clears throat> so when I say strongholds, that everybody has them, that's one of them. And we have to really, really think about how we think, what we say, and what can disturb us, and how we relate to it, talk about it, confess about it. We have to be careful. I don't care how right a person is, they still that much powerfully wrong. I don't care how right a person is, they still powerfully wrong in the same strength. But every moment of the day, we got to be consciously thinking about what we're going to say, how we're going to do it, not looking for the outcome, but putting the effort first and let God bring out the outcome. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. But mightily, but mighty through God, through the pulling down the stronghold. So we have to go and seek God's favor to stop these things in our life. We have to. We can't fix it all. Can we make a conscious effort to not do something? Yes. And just don't do it. God has given us all strength to bring down strongholds. We can do it without, a lot of things we can do without God. Mentally, we can just do it. But there are some things, there are some things that we have to uh, speak to God about, right? So I'm going to read the scripture right quick, this other scripture. Okay. And um, 
I was reading it this morning about a stronghold. And I didn't even know we was going to have the subject of stronghold. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it comes from Luke. Apostle Luke. Not Apostle Luke, but the Gospel of Luke, 26 through 28. Luke chapter 8, verse 26 through 28. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, that's Jesus. When he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time, and wore no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. Verse 28, last verse. When he saw Jesus, (laughs) he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me now. That's a stronghold that this man had on his life for a long time. He was naked. He didn't live in a house, but he lived in the graveyard. Right? In the tomb, in one of the tombs. And and going back in history, uh, the rich, uh, when they uh, had tombs, they would, on the side of a hill, they would carve it out uh, to make room to put a body. And if they had a little money, being, of course, they're rich, they would do several of them that they would have chambers. When you go in through one, you go to another that would uh, bury family members in. This guy stayed in something like that. And he had this issue a long time where these demons were in him or possessed in him a long time, a stronghold. A stronghold But in verse 28 When the man Or the demons in the man Saw Jesus He immediately cried out And fell down before him Why? Because he recognized who Jesus was And when he recognized who Jesus was He said with a loud voice What have I to do with thee? In other words Evil can't Mixed with good Good can't mix with evil These demons had nothing to do with Jesus As far as what he was trying to do for us In his earthly ministry What have I to do with thee Jesus Thou son of God God most high He knew immediately who Jesus was When he saw him So when they came up in this little boat To land And Jesus and the apostles got out. This devil, this man possessed with the devil, came up to meet that that boat and may have looked around to try to scare them away or whatever. But when his eyes fell on Jesus, then he can do but recognize Jesus for who he was. So I'm saying this to say that if we would keep our mind stayed on God, if we would keep our mind stayed on Jesus, we can pull down all these strongholds that are in our life today. And the word of God says that we can. 
If you're a light for God, whatever you run across or whatever run across you, it's recognized that Jesus is in you. It's re- it's recognized that you're just a different person. It's recognized that I need to look into to you more. I need I'm interested in you. Uh, there's something about you that just brings joy to my heart. So if we're not Christ-like, if we're not speaking his word, then all these strongholds that pass us by like cars on the freeway, some of those cars are going to attach to us and become a stronghold. All the devil wants to do is tear you down, deteriorate you to where you don't even believe in Christ no more. That's a stronghold. I open the floor to anybody. I don't want um, yeah, to just go I just on. I want to elaborate on what on what um, you were just saying about the man. He had he he was he was on the island. You say he was on the island, right? No, he With wasn't no on the island. He was he was on land. He was on land. Okay, he was on 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 land. Okay, he was on land. Okay, I'm thinking water waterland. Okay, he was on land with no clothes, right? Right. Okay, but when he saw Jesus, when you when you have an encounter, when you come in, when you have an encounter with Jesus, either you go you you will cry out and fall down on your knees Mm -hmm. and ask him. This was a real, true encounter with Jesus. And I think the emphasis is not on this enough. What the man did himself. Read it again, 28. When he saw Jesus, he cried out. He cried out. And that's what we need to do when we we have stronger. We need to cry out. Open up your mouth. And call on Jesus. Call on him. Too many of us are too, too prideful or, you know, we got it together. You know, call call on him. Don't wait till you get too desperate or too broke down or too far gone, because you're never too far gone for Jesus, but you might be too far gone for a lot of people, but not for Jesus. But you don't want to get too too far out there in your mess. Okay? You don't want to get too far out there in your mess. This man cried out to Jesus. He cried out and fell down before him. Fell down before him. Fell down before him. If you really, truly want to pull down strongholds, you have to put in some work. He's not just going to do it all for you. He gave us a, 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 a whole uh, manual to go by and what to do in it. We want the 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 uh, uh, the, the bishop, the uh, the everybody else, you know, to lay hands and no, this man, he fell down. He cried out. He was desperate. He was desperate. This sounds like this man was desperate. Do you? I don't think he wanted to be like he wanted like he was. And a lot of us don't want to be like we are. But we have to cry out and ask God to help us in the areas that need to be helped. Some of us don't want, don't want, they, they like, some people like the strongholds. 
Some people don't cry out. Amen. Cry out. So, God already know our issue. Go ahead, sir. Amen. But I want to I want to remind you though on this scripture, the context of it, it wasn't the man himself that was crying out. We can use it as you just put it, and to lift somebody up. But on this particular scripture, this was not the man crying out, but it was the demons crying out because they okay, had to fall saying? down before him because. They recognized who he was, and Jesus Christ has authority over all demons. Over so Satan. guess what? So so use it that way, okay? Use it the way that is that is meant to, to use it. Even the demons recognize who Jesus is, okay? Mm-hmm. And the power he has, but we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't. The demons have. They, what? The demons are crying. They know. They recognize. We are the ones who don't know the power that we have. Mm-hmm. Use the power that God gave us. Open your mouth. If the demons can do it, and if you read further in the scripture, you will see. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, you good. You good. Um, Nani, you got anything, sweetie? Yeah, um, I just want to say that, um, okay, one, the enemy only has as much power as God allows, but, not but, that's a statement, that's a statement, he does, and um, with that being said, though, um, his job is to confuse us, his job is to manipulate us, his job is to pull us as as far away from Jesus, from God as he can. So um um the uh, and then everything starts in the mind. Um everything starts within his, the mental because he can't physically touch do anything to you. So he will mess with your mind and make you just uh it's it, this is mental battles like spiritual battles that we're all up against daily and. I'm trying to like, like I say, I can't really, it's, everything's there, but for some reason, like, I can't articulate. But he tries to keep us in mental bondage, especially if there's a calling on your life, especially if you have that light, which we all do because if you're saved and you come into the realm of, of understanding Jesus, who he is, and learning more and growing more, he tries to kill that light any chance he gets. He wants to kill that light. So with that being said, when we get into situations where, we act out of what we, how we want to be, or it goes against who we're striving to be, or it 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 keeps us stagnant or still it pulls us away from him. I feel like that's what a stronghold is when it's literally like something. We're just put into situations where we act opposite, and it's not even that. I'm not gonna say we don't have power. I mean, control over ourselves. We definitely do, but it's like almost automatic. Like, let's say something. Somebody like, uh, like if if you're working on your mouth or your anger, and you just cut somebody out real quick, or you just do it. You get what I'm saying? That's a stronghold. Like you're you're it. Uh, and in those moments of feeling like when you have that that two seconds to not do it, you gotta call on Jesus. 
Like, if you have that two seconds to think before you do something, call on Jesus. You have to know your triggers. You have to know what you're working on. You have to know what the enemy may tempt because you know you're working in that area and you're striving in that area. You have to pray over yourself. It's not just about becoming a better person and doing great deeds. This is something that's deeper than that. It's deeper than surface level because the enemy is literally going at, like, you have a target on you when you come into Jesus. He's cool if you're doing your thing. He's chilling if you on his side. He's cool. But once you be, come into that light, you're a target. Therefore, you have to, we, we, we have to stay armored. Like, we have to. That's what I'm saying. When you have those split seconds to call on Jesus, when you have those split seconds to call out your scriptures, when you have that split second to think, call on him. And let's say you do fail. Let's say you do, you don't pass the test. So say, you know, we're not always going to pass. Sometimes we don't. Repent quickly, ask for forgiveness, and pray over that place in your heart that needs help. Pray over, you know, or, or read scriptures dedicated to that place you're working on. Um, so that when you're put in these situations, you get what I'm saying? You you can, I don't know, call the scripture out or pray, or you're more aware of the issue. So, yeah. So how do you know if you're getting stronger if you're never tested in that area? Right. You don't. So you're going to be tested. And go down to five. Cast me down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought and the obedience of of Christ. So just like you were saying, your ear gates, okay, you have to protect what goes in, okay, pulling down those imagine anything that comes in, in your mind, pull it down as soon as it comes there. Don't give it no thought. Don't think about it. Because a lot of times we can premeditate some things in our minds when somebody's doing whatever or whatever. Stop premeditating. Okay, pull it down as soon as you recognize it, as soon as your flesh want to, you know, start, like you said, start praying. We give too much room to um, to the enemy. But we want to blame them for why we're acting the way we're acting. No, you're acting the way you're acting because you want to act that way. Because you had a chance. God will give you a way to escape. He'll give you a chance. He'll give you enough seconds to, to to pray under your breath or to, you know, or to change your mind about what you're going to, how you're going to react. Okay, don't react to, to situations. You know people push your buttons just to push them just to get a reaction. Stop, stop falling into the, to the same shot. Or even, or even like not even just reactions. Addiction, lust, or despair, obsessive fear, or, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that that just comes over your mind. It's not even just about reacting. That's a good one. That's a, uh, you know, one I feel like, well, I can't say we are because some people are, are at peace daily throughout their day. So if you have peace daily throughout your day, maybe your thing is addiction. If you aren't addicted even to with something, addiction. maybe your thing is, mm-hmm. Even with the addictions, you have to stay you already know. Well, some people know, some people don't. I'm not even going to bring it up tonight because that's a whole other thing. I had an addiction. And it it wasn't hurting nobody. It wasn't even hurting myself. The addiction wasn't. But it was hurting my spirit because I knew it was wrong. Okay? I knew it was wrong. 
And a lot of times, it's a um, it don't have to be a sin, but it can be a weight. Okay, sins and weights is two different things. But both, I mean, if it if it's if it's not sitting well with your spirit when you're doing it, and you keep doing it and keep doing it, it's a stronghold. And a lot of times, we put ourselves when you see you getting ready to. You know what? You have the opportunity to do whatever the addiction is. If you if you see yourself, you know, potentially, oh, I can do this right quick. Won't nobody even know it. Please. Those are strongholds. And if you know you're going to go that way, don't even go that way. Don't even put yourself in the predicament. Don't even do it. We can control this. It says, casting down imaginations. You, if you have an addiction, you're thinking about it. Cast the, the thought down when, when it comes to your mind. Find something to do. Read your Bible. And eliminate the things that make or remind you of whatever your addiction is or take you back to thinking about it. Remove it. Whatever it is. So, so in that scripture, Second Corinthians ten, uh, where you expounded on, where it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, uh, so against the word of God or the knowledge of God that you have in you, casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you're saying that we have power in us to, if this thought comes in our mind, we can cast that down and go positive in the situation oh, that we sense. our mind presented us with? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my um, If somebody... It's somebody in my um, Bible study group where she told us that she does, when she's in predicament, she says, Lord, kill my flesh. Right when the thought comes into her head, she'd be like, Lord, kill my mm-hmm. flesh. Yeah. Yeah. And recognize. Once you start recognizing it. So, so that's that moment you were talking about, Tink, that when you realize it in that pause moment is that you need to make your best decision. When God gives you, oh, my God. Oh, man. (laughs) So let's summarize that then. I got it now. When we run into situations that the devil may think we're weak at or the devil uh, puts us in a a certain certain situation because we have put ourselves in that place, uh, there would be a pause in the action that God would give us a split second to think about him and his word before we proceed. Is exactly. that what you're saying? Exactly. Yes, exactly. and that's what I'm saying. That, that That's why I started off with yeah, the enemy has power, but only as much as God gives him. God is always, or it, whatever. God is going to always give us a way out. Always. Always. Mm, you guys are good. You guys are good. And then I want to say also okay. that God, oh, we all talking. Who's going to go? Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead Um, I wanted to say also that 
it's it's worth it. Like it's worth it. You like us being able to be obedient and sacrifice. Like God, like Jesus was a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God. Okay, He was yeah. in our shoes, yeah. so He knows. He was like He went through temptation. He went through things. Okay. But he fought back with the word of God, like, and that's what we have to do. But I'm telling, like, God makes it so worth it. He be up there just, it's like he be up there smiling, like, yes, my child. Like, I got you just for that. Let me give you something real quick. Like, it's like he be up there smiling, like, literally telling her, go ahead. Like, you can try to tempt her, but I know she got me. Like, I know she got me, though. He telling the angels, watch this, watch this, watch my child. Watch this, watch this, right. And we have that power, we do. We have the power to call on Jesus. We have the power to call on God or even just feel the Holy Spirit just like just oh, Like we have a gift, the Holy Spirit that's with us, holds our hand, guides us, leads us, whispers in our ear. You know what I'm saying? On earth. So, um, yeah, he blesses our obedience. I just want to say that too. It's not just for no reason. It's not in vain. He makes it worth it when we are obedient. Like the, the best parent you can have, the ultimate parent. That exactly what you want. Like, how did you know I wanted that? Like, those type of blessings. Like, how did you know I wanted that, that color just like that with that material? Like, he gives you those type of blessings because he's so proud of us when we are obedient. Yeah. Wow. Let, let me read this scripture, too, to go with what you just said, Nani. First Corinthians chapter 10. And we read this on the show before. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There have no temptation taken you but as such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So, oh, man, going back to where we run into situations, uh, we run into strongholds, we run into something that we recognize can be very, very bad, uh, but our mind and our imagination hyphenates it that we can go through it and want to proceed it and want to get into the lust, want to get into uh, 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 other things that are not of God. There's a pause second. Like my wife was saying, there's a moment in that situation where there's a pause in where you can go where you come from or where you can go what you know or what God is giving you the knowledge of or where God has put a break in that situation where you can think on him. And sometimes a lot of us, we don't do that. We don't take that pause seriously, but we take it as getting ready to do something anyway. But when you have a break, when you run across a situation in your life and there's like a pause, you can't recognize the pause, but there's a stoppage. You can't recognize the stoppage, but there's nothing happening. You can't recognize what nothing's happening. Your mind should think on Christ at that moment. We're not going to recognize the stop sign. All the time We're not But if you don't Immediately Get your hand Chopped off But they got to go Get the knife first In that moment A lapse of time Think about What you're doing Think about What you're finna Get into Is it worth it I I have been uh, Growing up In South Central LA I was I was a weed addict I'll just put it out there I was I was addicted to weed I mean addicted where I, I, I smoked it every day, all day, to the to the time I went to sleep, and got immune to it. It was just like just walking around, uh, sipping air, and I wouldn't be high. 
but this is what I did every day, all day, right? That was a stronghold. And then when I, I saw my wife one day, I was at a stop sign in my low rider. I saw my wife one day, and I call it, I'll say it now as my wife, but I saw her. I looked left, I looked right, I seen her. I looked left again, I looked back right, and it was just, I was so focused between her eyes of what I saw that I seen nothing else but her eyes, and it astonished me. Uh-huh. And, and, and from that day, for five years after that, we saw each other now and then. Whatever was going on in my life, I dropped if she showed up. I don't care if it was another girl with me. I don't care if it was me making money, whatever. I dropped when she showed up. And I didn't do that purposely to impress her. It was just that I didn't want nothing in the way to be around her. And it made a difference when I think about, think on it. So, again, I was smoking weed every day. I was doing this every day. I was selling drugs every day. And when I wanted to take life seriously and I asked her to marry me, I immediately dropped all of that because what was presented to me in her, and it was a blessing from God that I found a good thing. And the things I was doing were bad things. That one good thing outweighed everything I was doing, and I gave up immediately. I stopped smoking weed, went and joined the Army. Hadn't smoked weed ever since. Ever since. I used to drink every day. Even when I was in the Army, I used to drink every day. And one day I was sitting on my porch, and it was Hennessy every day. Hennessy every day. I drank so much of it that I was immune to it when I should have been falling out. And then one day I just said, I ain't doing this no more. And I stopped that day. Didn't go back. So it's not what we can't do. It's what we really want to do. See, we can't be weak in the things that make us weak. But we have to be strong in the things that make us positive. And that's through the word of God encouraging us that we can walk by faith and not by sight. So in your life, find out what's important to you in your life. Try to think about your future, even though it's not promised. Plan for it. What would hinder you from your future that you're doing right now? And if you see that yourself as a hindrance, stop it right now. You can. Well, I'm addicted. No, you're not addicted. You just want to do it. I can't. Yes, you can. Just don't. When you create a void in your life, God will fill it up with something you need to do, or have to do, or can do. And a lot of folk now that have not gave their life their life to Christ, it's because they, uh, you know, a lot of folk, and I speak this from experience, don't want to stop doing what they're doing. That they might miss out on something that they believe in Jesus Christ. Believe me, I know for us, I know from experience that if you drop one bad habit, God will drop a good habit. 
and it'll take up the void that you think you're leaving behind, but all it, do, all it does is create is a space for God to put something good in your life. So I ask you tonight, create voids that are not Christ-like. Create voids that keep holding you back. Create voids uh, that have a stronghold on your life. Create the void. In other words, make the space for God to put something in. If you want a new car, get the old car out the driveway and make space for it. If you want to stop renting a house, clean up the rental that you're in. That when you move and make make an easy move to your new house, you won't have to bring that much. Create a void in your life that God can put something in. He's waiting on you. And I know this from experience. He's waiting on you. Had I kept those habits, I don't think we would be married today, me and my wife. Had I kept how I was thinking, I don't think we would be together today. She makes she shows me the sacrifices that she makes every day. And they are truly sacrifices. I don't own her. I don't own my wife. I don't tell her what to do. But but by our mutual agreement to respect one another, it all goes together. It meshes. It mixes. So I don't know why I went off. I went there, but uh, anybody got anything, anything else before I put myself too far out there? Well, I, I just want to um, just say that I wasn't a weed smoker, so I wasn't with him doing doing all that all that stuff. That wasn't me. I was the good girl. <laughs> See, that wasn't see, my right, stronghold. Right now, right now you're building a stronghold. <laughs> No, but on a serious note, I want to go to um, Ephesians 6. Um, Vanessa, if you could get the NIV version of uh, um, Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. And while she's getting that, um, first of all, I would like to say we need to submit to God, first of all. Submit. Get your heart right. Get your heart right. Ask God to come into your heart and clean your heart. Get out that stony heart and put in a heart of flesh, okay? And create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Um, what's your motivation? Okay, what are you what what motivates you to do the things that you do? Okay? Get 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 your mind right. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, hey, can I ask you a quick, quick question? Control. Yes. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. And then you just go ahead and proceed. Can your mind stronghold? It, yes, it all starts in your mind. It starts in your mind. Yes. That's why you got to get it right. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Get your mind on him. So, yes. 
That's why it's all these scriptures about your mind in the Bible. Pull it up in the Bible. All these different things are about your mind. Let this mind be in you, which also crosses you. Where was that on? Keep your, my mind. If you keep your mind on Christ, on G, uh, on G, He'll keep you in perfect peace. These are uh, things that He's telling you. You keep your mind right. Your heart will follow. Or keep your heart right. Your mind will follow. Can you? Can can somebody in your family or uh, at work or you know be a hindrance? Can they? Can they be a a, a stronghold? I mean. Can, can society oh, be a, um, what these young folks see right now? Even these old heads see about who they want to be like and, and, and forget about the foundation they're standing on. Only if you let it. Anything could be a, a stronghold if you let it. If you let it. That's why I refuse to get somebody, all of these apps y'all keep telling me to put on my I'm not doing all that. Because those are those are strongholds. No, not really, because oh, yeah. you're using okay. not not really, not really, because guess what? You're okay, using can, the apps okay, on our be. phone. It could be, it could be a stronghold if you're on it all not day. Really. If you're if it's taken away from what God cre- uh, what it was created for. But you use the you use the apps on our phones. You say, let me see your phone. Yeah, for, for you whatever I need it for. I use it for whatever I need it for, and that's what I use it for. And that's why I'm not downloaded on my phone. Because I use yours, and but, whatever I have to look up, I'll use it, and, I, and it's over with. Yeah, you're, you're correct, though. These apps uh, can be a stronghold. Yes, ma'am. And I refuse to go down like that. I'm just, I'm just, it's, I see too many people riding down the street on their phones just, what? Everybody, look over in the the car next to you. The cars, everybody on the everybody. And it's like you got to be kidding me. Even the kids walking in the malls or on the street, it's like everybody's heads down. Pay attention. All these are strongholds. And until anyway, go ahead, somebody. Nani, you got anything? Thought y'all were looking for some scripture. Vanessa, did you get um, Ephesians six? Is she still on? Hello. Okay, well let me just read it. She may have dropped. Um, Put on the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the of the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand. To, to withstand in the evil days, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shun, shun with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, 
taking the shield of taking the shield of faith wherewith ye should be able to quench all the fiery darts of the of of the wicked and taking mm-hmm. the helmet yes and taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watch and watching there there unto with all perseverance and patience for all saints. Amen. That was um um Ephesians six eleven through eighteen. Amen. And this is how Amen. you fight the enemy. Okay? Have it on your whole armor. Don't leave your helmet. Don't leave your shield. Don't leave your going going in the wrong places. <laughs> you left your shoes. That's why you're going in, in the in the wrong places. You left your shoes at home. You're walking around barefoot. But um, but yeah, God is good. He gave us a a a, a manual to go by that we can fight the enemy. All this other fighting that we're doing is if we we not doing that but but making ourselves tired. That's it. Just making yourself tired. But Amen. Go ahead, Amen. Go ahead, sweetie. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. Powerful. 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 There's some things out there that we just don't understand. I don't care if you're 100% Christian. There's still some things you don't understand carnally. But by the word of God, we can destroy those issues that are trying to destroy us. So uh, I want everybody to stand on the word of God. Um, And if you haven't been or if you don't think you can, keep studying your Bible. Keep studying the word of God. Because in that book, there's something for you when you need it. In that book is a word for you to keep you encouraged to keep doing what's positive, to keep doing what's right, doing the things that Christ would do and to be Christ-like. So don't, even though you read your book every day, your Bible every day, or every morning, night, whenever you read your Bible, read the Word of God, and you may not get nothing out of it, or you may be reading the same things, or remember that you read that before. Every time you read it, there's a different emphasis in you that's placed in you when you read it. That when you come across that thing, when you come across that stronghold, there's a word that's in you that you read that will come out of you to defeat that stronghold I promise you this is real I promise you that it will work I promise you that the word of God is true In what it says Come again Come again to be a child of God Come back to your roots Come back to your first love Which is in Jesus Christ Who you love And let him direct your steps The steps of a good man a what thing? Uh, ordered. ordered by the Lord. Ordered by the Lord. 
So if you're walking in the word of God, your steps are ordered. And whatever obstacle you come across, you can defeat it. And I'm going to tell you this. If you don't defeat it, it's going to come back again and again and again. And you're going to think that you're so spiritually dead that you can't defeat the situation. But when that situation comes up in your life, you have the authoritative word of God to defeat it. So you speak to your situation and you tell your situation to recognize the God that's in you defeats you. So what we don't want to do Can you hear me? Mine? Okay. So what you don't want to do is to give the enemy credit for anything that's going on in your life that's not Christ-like. At all, if you can bring my my wife back on, please. She her phone died, or not not died, but she got cut off. What you don't want to do is give your enemy credit and what he's doing. That's his purpose: is to defeat you, deplete you, to make you a little person in the eyes of God. God has placed you first, and will conquer all your high places, conquer all your low places. And place you in a medium that you can walk with him. So let's give God the credit for what he's done. Let's give God the credit for who he is. Let's give God the credit for he knows our future. And let's do not give the let's, let's not give Satan credit because he knows our future also. That's why he's trying to deter you by these boundaries, by these strongholds by these things that's going on in your life over and over again. And some things are happening in people's lives that happen all year long. And they can go, they can talk to you and speak of three years ago about the same problem they're having today. Be careful and know one thing. You are not defeated. If you have to go through the same situation over and over and over again, you are not defeated. God is just placing things in front of you that if you use his name, you can defeat it. What we're not doing. We're not using in the name of Jesus, disappear. We're not using in the name of Jesus, I defeat you. And what we're trying to do is use it carnally in our flesh to defeat situations that are out of our control. We need to stop doing that. So anybody who's listening that keeps going through the same thing over and over again, I don't care if it's to a husband or to a wife, to a kid, or to the world, use the name of Jesus to pronounce it dead. Counseling from Jesus. He's a wonderful counselor. Ask for the ability and the permission Oh man, that's the that's that's the, that's it right there. Ask for permission to use His name to defeat your strongholds and your per- and the purposes that are against you. Christ died that we all may live and have an abundant life, and we're able through Jesus Christ to defeat the issues that would halt that abundant life. 
So you already have been pronounced to have an abundant life. If your life stalls, it's some ammunition you ain't using. It's some backup you ain't using. It's a phone call you ain't making. Mm, Think about that. And if you're not doing that, you're in the flesh. You're carnal. So tonight I want to thank uh, I want to thank God for this 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 talk this conversation. I want to thank God uh, also for Elder Oliver, Lady K, his wife. I want to thank God for this platform. I want to thank God for those who are listening. If there's anybody listening at all, if nobody's listening, I'm listening. I'm I'm speaking to my own self. Thank God for the platform that is available and open to somebody who wants to hear something good about the name of Jesus and what he provides, what he came for. It's for us to have an openness with him, a friendship with him, a family relationship with him, that he can present us to God Mm, as being all right. And right now, and I've always envisioned Jesus sitting at the right hand of God and whispering in his right ear about me and telling his father, he's going to be all right. He's going to be okay. I got him. I got him. And he's saying the same thing about you. So whatever situation you're going through, whatever thing is holding you back, whatever stronghold in your life that you can't seem to conquer, Use the word of God to do it or ask God to do it himself. He knows what we can, he knows what what's going to stop us. He puts us in situations or he allows us to be in situations that he has already gave you the way out. If you're still in that situation, you have not used it, what God has given you. You have not used the way to come out of it. Stop getting angry about your situations. But praise God for the situation that he has thought you worthy to use him as an application to get out. Or, as my wife would say, as an app, A-P-P, to get out of. Be conscious of God and his son, Jesus Christ, that they are in your life, in my life, that we have a way out when pressure builds up. We have a way out of situations that we can't seem to comprehend in an intelligent way to get out of. Be careful. And may God give you the rest that you need to prolong the fight that you have to fight and have strength to do. So, that's it for tonight. Are you on? Okay, so my wife's not on right now. Uh, Vanessa, are you on? So my, my daughter's not on either. All right, so I'll close this out. Uh, Father God, I want to thank you for this conversation. I want to thank you for the thoughts uh, of my wife and my middle daughter, Oz, I mean, uh, Vanessa, who I call Nani. I want to thank you for this platform from uh, Elder Oliver and his lady and his uh, wife, Lady Kay. I want to thank you for Chaos Block Talk Radio. I want to thank you for those who are listening uh, if there's anybody listening uh, that they may have gotten some out of this, 
uh, may it bless them. Uh, it sure have uh, blessed me tonight and what I've confessed about tonight and how I was and how I gave up and how, I, how I'm doing now. I want to thank God for uh, those who have waking up tonight, I mean this morning. I want to thank God uh, for those he's, he's sustaining at this moment. I want to thank God for a night of rest tonight that when we close our eyes, uh, that the demons that come toward us, he fights off, that we, he can wake us up in the morning. And, Father God, all the situations that your people, people are going through right now, give them a subtle mind, not an irritated mind that they're thinking carnally about, but a subtle mind spiritually that you would give them what they need to get out of every situation that's not of you to get out of. Family, the Royal Blues, I want to thank you all um, for tonight. And may God uh, give us life next week to be back on at 7 o'clock on next Thursday next week uh, that we can do this all over again. In the name of Jesus, amen. Good night.